You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. But happy first anniversary, Hill City. I had, I had friends when... Uh, a few years ago when they had their first kid, uh, when they got to the one-year anniversary or the one-year birthday of their child, they were like, we, we made it a year. We, we let him survive for a year. Like we, we kept him alive for a year. And you parents in the room probably know that, ex- that, that feeling of like just everything's out of control and chaos is, as uh, Jordan just said, and you know, about to have a baby as well. Um, it just feels like, hey, we survived a year. And in a lot of ways, Hill City's the same. We've survived a year. We made it. There's definitely moments where we wondered. There's definitely moments where that were difficult and were hard, and, and we prayed through them. Um, but we're here. We're here a year. And the reality is, is, is God's just getting started. Um, Jesus is just getting going to what he wants to do in this neighborhood, in our, in our hearts, in the hearts of those that we still have to meet um, and still have an opportunity to see the gospel transform their lives. Um, Hill City story um, really started 15 years ago. Um, and I, I think I told this story our, our first Sunday, but I want to tell it again because I think it's, it's important um, to remember the past. But for 15 years, God worked on my heart. For 15 years, he, he got me ready to, to launch this thing. For 15 years, he was working on the lives of those that, that were going to jump on board early on um, to see this place where hope lives come to fruition. It took 15 years. And the reality is, if I started a church 15 years ago, it wouldn't be what Hill City is today. It wouldn't be the place where hope is. It would just be a, a service where we try to bring a gathering of people together so we feel good about ourselves and we talk about God's Word. But, it is, but Hill City is more than that. Don't get me wrong, the service plays a role in our strategy, but Hill City is more than that. To really believe that, that hope exists, and not only that, to really be ex, you know, impacted and experience that hope, it takes some work and it takes some time. And I think this year, as, as I kind of look back on, on this last week of just reflecting over this last year, it really is a year of preparation. There was a work that God wanted to do in our hearts to get us ready to be the place where hope actually lives. Um, to, be, to be the beacon of light you know, from our namesake, a city on a hill. So we get Hill City, if you didn't know. Hopefully you made those connections. If not, that's okay. Um, catch up. <laughs> oh, yes. I have Kennedy in the room now, and my life is just going to be trying to get Kennedy to laugh. Um, but it's been a journey to get here. And it's easy to focus on the difficult seasons and it's easy to focus on, you know, the huge big things, but it's the mundane things that God did to get us to this place. Like, as I started to reflect just on, on 12 months, granted it was 15 years, but, but just the 12 months of our existence to get to this place. Back in August, you know, we were getting ready to launch a service and we had no money. <laughs> so like, where are we going to meet? How are we going to be able to pay for equipment? How are we going to do this thing? We're like, we'll just keep it really simple. And then I got a text message out of the blue from, from another sister church of ours that said, hey, we have a trailer full of equipment from a campus we shut down during COVID. If you come pick it up, it's yours. So we jumped in our car and or our truck because it was a trailer. And we drove all the way up to Spokane, Washington and came back with equipment full or a trailer full of equipment. And then we needed a space to, to meet. 
As you start to look at spaces to meet, what you quickly find is spaces are expensive. And we were a young church plant that didn't have outside funding, just trying to get this thing going so we could be the place where hope lived to our neighborhood and our city. And then we were blessed with a space that we got to use for free. And we could keep using it for free if we wanted to. That was a set-up and tear-down environment, but it was free. It gave us a space to meet and come together as a community. And then we started looking for more permanent space. And now we sit at 3029 North Hancock in the 80907 neighborhood that we're, we've come to love with great terms on a contract that we never thought we'd ever be able to afford. And here we are today. All these big things that God has done and, and worked out to, to, to see this vision of this is where hope lives come to fruition. So many different ways that the God worked among us as a community to see these things come to be. We're excited of these new opportunities that we're starting to see as, as we've gotten to know Miss Moore at, at Edison Elementary School and started building a relationship with her so we could bless those families and those teachers. God orchestrated it. God made it happen. But those are the stories that, that happened for the big picture. We could tell story after story of what God's done in our own hearts, and our own lives as we've been a part of this community. Let me pray for us as, as we dive into God's word today and just a prayer of thanksgiving. All that God has done and all that God still has to do. Lord Jesus, more than anything, thank you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for calling our names. Thank you for helping us understand what it really means to be a follower of you. Um, God, that we're not just sitting in pews and, and coming to services, God, but that we have a genuine relationship with you, that we get to know you and follow you. Jesus, thank you for all the different little things you've done and big things you've done over the last 12 months to get us to this place. The walls and the barriers in our own hearts that you've broken down, the lies that you've defeated in our lives that we believe for so long, the practical things that you've done to get us into this space and get it up and running as best we could. God, thank you for the opportunities that you're giving us in this neighborhood to love our neighbors as you've commanded us. God, what we do know is this, you're not done. You're only getting started. And God, we want to stay faithful to you and who you've called us to be as we try to continue to live out this vision to be the place where hope lives. God, we want this neighborhood to know that when they see our sign, when they drive by, when they see us, oh, that those are the people, that's where hope lives. God, give us an impact that can change the world, starting with a single relationship. We love you, Lord Jesus. Your son's precious name. Amen. As you walked in this morning, you would have saw on our wall uh, prominently that, that tagline that vision, that this is where hope lives. <clears throat> and this hope isn't an ordinary hope. This isn't some simple hope that I'm hoping I get that job or that promotion or we hope we get into this house that we really want. This hope's bigger than that. This is the hope that has the ability to transform and change lives. This is the hope that, create, that, that takes you and, and, and makes you into a new creation. That all of your old ways, all of your old thinking has been, has, can, can, be, can be pushed off to the side and you get to experience this new way of doing life. This hope, this is the hope that gives us the ability to face the hardest of trials of life. 
This is the hope that gives us the ability to to face the, the most painful moments in our lives. This is the hope that comes from the all-powerful, all-loving God, Jesus. The one that went to the cross for you and that went to the cross for me. That died in your place as your sacrifice so you can experience not just this hope, but this relationship with Him. This is the hope that we want to be. And I think for this year, a big piece of this has been this preparation in our own lives that this is true in us. Because I think for many of us, we've been around the church long enough that we've gotten jaded, that we've gotten beat down, that we've, we've tried to do too many things on our own rather than rely on the Spirit's power. We've gotten tired. And the church, was, it was just something I did. It was a belief system that I held on to. But as we've been journeying over this last year and Jesus has been doing this work in our own hearts and in our own lives, This hope is becoming real again. We're able to see who Jesus really is, the the, the great God, the good God, the gracious God, and the generous God. And as we fall in love with Jesus again, this hope starts to build inside of us and we start to ask the question, what could it be? What could my life look like? What impact could I make? And I think that's the work that Jesus has been up to. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 today. Starting in verse 14. If you've been some time in the church, you've probably heard these verses before. If not, they're going to be on the screen. Um, But this is where Hill City's namesake comes from. You are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples, to his followers gathered around. Still speaking to us. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in, the, put it in its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that you may see your good deeds. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I think oftentimes when we hear these types of verses, these, like, these, these call to something else, to make a difference in somebody else's life, to, to be the light to those we come in contact with, I think oftentimes we, we get overwhelmed by them because we don't actually have the hope in ourselves. At least not to the extent where it's now radiating out of us. We have the knowledge, we have the understanding. I know who Jesus is. I know he is the savior of the world but I don't know it. I don't let my life be dictated by it. I I haven't let it seep into every part of my being, my my soul, my strength, my mind, everything about me where I can experience this hope so I could share it. And maybe you've you've called God, God for a long time and you've been in the church for, for a significant amount of time, but you're like, I don't have whatever you're talking about right now. Like, I don't have this hope where where when life gets difficult, I'm able to cling to Jesus and I know that he's got me and I don't doubt and I don't sway and I don't get hit by the waves of life as they come. I don't have, Josh, what you're talking about. Well, that's why Hill City exists. We want to help you. We want to help you experience this. 
We want to be the place where hope lives. That's not just an empty statement that we make. There's a, there's a Jesus strategy behind it as we looked at Jesus' life and how he did it with his disciples that we're trying to live out with our disciple makers. That we can genuinely help you get to that place where, where hope is a part of who you are. That you know that your best days are still ahead of you because you're still alive. That you know that God still wants to do a work in you and through you because you're still here. That your time's not over yet. He hasn't given up on you. As I look at your guys' faces and I just think your stories that you came to Hill City with, some of you came to this place where you screwed up too much, that your sin was too great, that God, sure, He loved you because He had to. And as you've spent the last year with us, you've come to this realization, no, 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 no. In the midst of that sin, in the midst of that ugliness, in the midst of that pain that you've caused others, Jesus went to the cross for you because he loved you. And because he loved you into the cross so he could restore something in you, restore that relationship that he wants to be with you regardless of your past or what you've done. I look at some of you that you've been hurt too many times that you were done with God. And I wanted nothing to do with him anymore. It didn't work out for me. God must love those other people a lot more than he loved me. And as you've journeyed with us over the last year, you've you've come to this realization that no, God is good. And he's extremely generous to you. I was just reminded of this this morning as I was standing out front praying for our service and welcoming people in. I I just said a quick prayer to God. And this is, in, in, in some ways, a miraculous prayer to God because I asked him to do something different in the past to make the present reality. But my God is outside of time. And then, no joke, five seconds later, the prayer was answered right in front of my face. How crazy is that? My God is good and my God is gracious. And I think we've seen nothing yet. I think as we learn to continue to to, to trust this good and gracious God, this great God that's all-powerful, this great God that's full of glory, that this love inside of us is going to build up, this love is going to to change us from the inside out, and we are going to be this light to this neighborhood, not just collectively, but individually. That when we come in contact with people, that God has done such an, an amazing work inside of us that people are going to take notice. And they're going to want to experience what you've experienced. And if you're sitting in this room and you're like, Josh, I don't think I've ever experienced what you're talking about. That's okay. The journey starts with Jesus. It's that simple. Paul tells us if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he died and he rose again, that he was a legitimate person, flesh and blood, lived the perfect life here on earth, went to the cross for your sin, was crucified and nailed. And three days later, conquered death so you could do the same. Believing that to be true and confessing that Jesus is Lord is what Paul tells us all you need to find salvation, to find this hope, to start this journey. And then as this new creation, there's a new operating system that's at play. We live by a very different uh, set of, of, I don't want to call them rules, but I can't think of any other word in the moment. We live this life very differently than others. 
We're not bound by, by the things that others are bound by because we have a God that is on our side. We have a God that we're walking with and following and watching him do the miraculous. <coughs> but it takes some time to, to kind of kill off those old ways to get to this new life. That's what Hill City wants to help you do. But it all starts and begins with Jesus. Is Jesus Lord? Is Jesus your Savior? And if you're at this place and you're like, I want whatever you're talking about. I don't fully understand it, but I like this Jesus guy and I want to learn more about it. Talk to one of our leaders today. If you're ready to make that commitment and say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. You did die and raise again. Talk to one of our leaders today. We'd love to get you baptized. We have everything in the back ready to go. Change of clothes, towels, you name it. You can get baptized today. To start this journey with them. Why do we baptize? It's that representation of the old is gone and the new is now come because of the death and resurrection of Lord Jesus. If that's where you're at, take, take this opportunity. Paul tells the Romans this in, in, chap, in chapter 8 of the book of Romans. I'm just going to read to you. It won't be on the screen. Hope, for, for in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what we have already have? But if we hope for what we do not have yet, we wait for it patiently. I think this is that reminding. For those that have come to know Jesus, for those that know Jesus Lord and Savior, for those that have experienced this hope that we've been talking about, this hope in, inside of this community, as we point people back to Jesus, we have it. We have the hope. Don't get me wrong, there's, a, there's another hope still to come as, as we take our last breath and we go, we go to the pearly gates. There's that hope. But there's still hope in this life. And we've experienced a lot up to this point. Guess what? We've already experienced it's no longer hope. So we dream for what's next. We dream even bigger dreams. We ask God for even bigger things. We, we, we start to take bigger risks because we've watched what God has done to this point. And I think this is where Hill City's at. We're prepared. God has done the work in our hearts. And there's still work to do, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of places we're still believing lies from the enemy that Jesus needs to conquer and give us freedom from. But we know the hope that can change a life. We know the hope that can change a future. And not just that one person's future, but every life that that individual is going to touch moving forward. We can make a difference and we can see a change in this neighborhood and in this city. So that's what we start hoping for. We've hoped enough. We've seen the change in our own lives to know the hope is real. That God's hope doesn't come back void. But now we start to dream of what's next. On our first anniversary, as, as we look back, we also want to look forward. What's next? What's next that God wants to do with you and in you? What's next that God wants to do with us and in us collectively? What, what things are we going to tackle for the sake of the gospel in our neighborhood? When we started Hill City, we started Hill City thinking we'd be like any other regional church. That people would come from all over the place and come to this place. They may drive, you know, tens, 20, 30 miles to get here. And then we'd be like any other church. And then we got planted at 3029 North, North Hancock. We fell in love with this neighborhood. We're still falling in love with this neighborhood. Don't get me wrong. We want anyone and everyone want to be a part of our community. We'd love to walk with you. But now it's about this neighborhood. This 80907 zip code. 
And how do we get to know the people relationally in this neighborhood the best that we possibly can so we can introduce them to Jesus and his gospel? What physical needs do we need to meet so they'd be open to hearing what Jesus has for them in the spiritual realm? That regardless of what circumstances are going on in life, that they can stay firm and strong and on a foundation that does not crumble. And that's our prayer for the next five years. Is God, how do we love this community better and well? God, what's the crazy dreams that you may be giving us that, that, that we, we, we need to chase to see come to fruition? And it can be a variety of different things. It can be different for all of us as we try to love our neighbor well. But for me, it's specifically two things. I want a no-cost grocery store next door. And I want a kids club on the end for after-school program for the neighborhood. Because I think those are the biggest needs in this neighborhood. It's lower middle class, upper lower class. They, they make too much money to, to qualify for, for assistance. We can help them out. When we say no-cost grocery store, we're not talking food pantry. We're not talking we give a people a, a, a box of, of things. We're talking a full-fledged grocery store where people can shop, get some dignity back, and see if there's a way that we can package this up and, and scale it to other neighborhoods across our city. We want a place where kids, instead of going home to empty houses because both spouses are working or, or mom's only at home or dad's only at home and he's off at work still, to give them a safe place where they can continue learning in their education but also have fun and just be kids. And these are the dreams we're chasing. These are the dreams Hill City is going to sacrifice for to see what happens. But there's bigger things than this. This is just the beginning. This is just the thing right now. It could be a thousand different things. If we all grab something to chase after, the, the impact in this neighborhood and this city could be great. Why? Not because we're great. Not because we're special. Not because we have all the knowledge or the know-how or the money to make it happen. But because our God is great. And our God can change anything. He deems he wants to change. He's that powerful. He's that good. And he's that gracious. Hill City, I don't know what, what's in store for us over the next few years, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what God still has to do. I'm excited to see the work that God is still going to do in us and through us. He's only getting started. We haven't seen nothing yet. Would you pray with me, Lord Jesus? We thank you. God, we thank you that you call us to hard, difficult, big things. God, it's funny now uh, to look back as, as we were starting Hill City and, and the fear and the worry that I carried. And now we look, I look back at it and I just laugh. It's funny. <laughs> you got us here. Why did I doubt? And God, as we look at these big audacious dreams ahead of us and things to chase and ways to love our neighbors well, God, they look big and scary and full of fear again. But you've got this. We can trust that. Because we have a hope that, that precedes understanding that is bigger than anything I could wrap my head around because you're involved. And Jesus, those in this room that don't know you yet, that don't have that personal relationship with you yet, God, that haven't called you Lord yet, God, give them courage in this moment to say something. Give them courage in this moment to experience your great love. Give them courage to talk to a leader or 
talk to someone sitting next to him, point him in the right direction. It can be terrifying, God, to take first steps. But God, give them the courage to see the hope of what could be because they took that step and because you're involved. God, I thank you that we haven't seen nothing yet. We haven't even seen you break a sweat yet. We're going to be blown away over the next few years of the great, marvelous, miraculous, and life-changing things that you do in this city as we are the place that hope lives for your church. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for today. We thank you for what you've done up to this point. And we give you great praise for it all. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.